0: Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, Severn Run. Uh, Okay, I need uh, three volunteers. I need one volunteer with uh, good, strong arms. And then I need... Two other volunteers. So just make your way right up here. Why don't you come up on this way because there's a baptistry over there and we don't want to, although that would help the baptistry. No, we don't, we don't work that way. Okay, two more. Don't make me come out there. All right, all right, here we go. Today we're going to talk about defying gravity. And uh, you may just stand right here. All right, and everything. Um, no recent shoulder surgeries or anything no. like that. All right, all right. Just checking, just checking. So, so I've got two jobs, and um, and uh, you know, fairly simple. Um, so what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to to grab one. It's fairly heavy. Can you? Okay. So work out. Yeah, it is a yard long. So come on over here, if you will, and uh, Pamela, hold this end of it. Now y- your job is to hold this. Okay. Now I'm gonna, I'm going to add to this in just a second. Now. Now, if you'll just turn and face the congregation there and uh, arm out. it's uh, I need it. All right. We got it there. Okay. Now this way. Oh, boy. And now this way. Now, your job is to to hold up and measure and make sure this thing stays perfectly straight. So what are we measuring? You're just making sure it's th- th- to keep straight. Okay? All right? I need you guys to do your job. This is the important job. You? Not so much. Okay. All right. All um, right. Just keep going there. Um, you know, one of the, the, the realities of, of, of church life is often, um, we often are more about appearances than substances. And we're often more about um, appearances than reality. But three of the values... can yardstick people? Is he... Is he... He's, he's got to measure up. Keep... His... Don't don't make this difficult for the yardstick people. Okay. But we want to live as a church community with transparency, uh, with authenticity, and with empathy. And he, is it a fail? All right, let's let's give him a hand. That's a <laughs> free massage afterwards. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and. Transparency means that we do things in a way that, um, that we deal with, with light. We deal with things without uh, hiding and, and we're less concerned about how things appear than how they are. Uh, authenticity means that, that we're real. And um, one of our statements at the Church of Severan that you've all heard before is that everything's broken and everything needs to be redeemed. Um, this, this is a 360-degree statement for all of us. I am broken. broken. Uh, you are broken. And everything needs to be redeemed, and everything can be redeemed. And that's that's the joy of the gospel message. So we want to we live with transparency, and we want to live with authenticity, and we want to live with empathy. Um, religious people do not have empathy for broken people. What religious people fail to realize is that they are broken people. Okay? But religious people somehow seem to think they're on another plane. Uh, they're, they're doing life above. Um, that somehow... Through their own moral efforts or through their own, I don't know, intrinsic, you know, abilities that, that they are not like those other people. But Jesus kind of had a way of coming and, and revealing that, that he was the healer of those who would admit they're broken. And so, to have empathy means to feel with. It means to feel the pain that somebody else feels, it means that you don't stand apart judging but it means that you enter in into the reality and the pain of that experience and and that you are with And with is a key theological reality in the Scriptures. Uh, It is the desire of God, uh, the Emmanuel, uh, prophesied in Isaiah 9 and and all the way through the rest of the Scriptures, that God would be with us. Jesus is the one who makes it possible for God to be with us. At the end of the Scriptures, the the very last thing the Scripture tells us, that when God wipes away every tear from their eye and there's no more pain, no more mourning, no more broken, the Scripture says... And God will be with them and be their God. And so when we live with empathy, we're living the kingdom with here and now. In a world in which things are broken apart, um, we're invited to be a part of the kingdom and to be broken with others. So I want to share with you kind of one one thing this morning um, that will kind of be the umbrella over everything else that we talk about today. And that is that we we all live broken, either by the gravity of sin or by the grace of love. And what I want you to do today is to live loved and to 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 defy gravity. This is your call. This is your way forward. This this is this is the life in Christ. So, in in the spirit of transparency, authenticity, and and again uh, in in empathy. There's just no real easy way to to share what I'm going to share with you. Um, But, again, we're not going to be one of those churches that lives in lies. And we're not going to be part of one of the dysfunctional families that keeps secrets. Um, We have an amazing staff at the Church of Seven Run. Um, They're not the point. Jesus is, and you are. uh, But they are an amazing group of servants, the finest I've ever served with. And it's a privilege and an honor to serve with them. Um, Amen. Yeah. Um, And... And even all of them, uh, and and even this guy, were still all broken. So, one of my favorite people in the world is is Pastor John. And um, uh, I love him. He is my brother. And again, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, Pastor John came to me um, a a few months back uh, and shared with me that he had a problem with alcohol. And uh, we began to work on that. And we began to to set up a plan, to, to deal with that and to walk forward and to, uh, to walk towards healing. And and the reality is we need to, to take a deeper step. We need to, to move forward in a, in a deeper way. And so Pastor John is going to take a, um, a temporary leave of absence. He's going to be going into uh, to rehab here uh, shortly. And then after rehab, we'll be going into um, an intensive day treatment. Um, And we're we're telling you this, um, not so that, you know, that you can stand as the people with the yardstick, but that we can define what kind of a community we are. Are we a community for broken people or religious people? Are we a people who somehow imagine that we are better than and above? Or are we a people who are in our brokenness? willing to walk with others who are, who are broken. We all live broken, and today, even as we kind of unpack this just a little bit, uh, I, I just want to just emphasize in the deepest kind of way to say that this is an incredible opportunity for you and I to look at our own broken and to decide what we're going to do with it and how we're going to be and and to ask a couple of very foundational questions like, where is your pain? Because your pain and broken are going to be pretty close together. I mean, they just are. So where is your pain? And where is your pain and broken leading you? Because the truth is, pain always leads on a path. Um, Pain is not static. Pain is not something that that uh, lets you ignore it. Pain gets your attention. Anybody agree? You know, I think I think in the big things I handle pain okay, but in the little things I am a wimp. I'm <laughs> serious. You know, it's like I I put a screwdriver into my thumb and the other day and it was like you know I I, I think I just need to call you know nine one one here and let's get the whole Odenton fire department over here and see what they can do. Um, pain gets your attention. But it also leads you. And and I want to ask you today, where is your pain leading you? How is your brokenness stealing your life? Because brokenness apart from God always steals life. And the truth is that there are a lot of families here that are dealing with addictions in different ways. Um, there are a lot of families here who are keeping secrets and putting up appearances and... And um, acting as if. And, and I'm just telling you, um, there is darkness and there is light. And Jesus, who was full of grace and truth, he wasn't the balance of grace and truth. He was the fullness of both. He came to lead us out of darkness into light. But for that to happen, we have to own our broken and bring it into his presence. We have to be willing to be transparent and vulnerable. We have to be willing to be authentic and not care what any religious people think. Here's the deal. Honestly, in my life, I've I've lived with a lot of criticism in my life. Sometimes being a pastor um, feels like you know you're a target at sniper school, um, you know, and and you've got 150 snipers, and and there's your target down there, uh, and what a target too! I mean, I'm in a pretty, pretty pretty easy one in that that sense. And so sometimes as a pastor, um, you know, it's very easy to um, to 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 be broken and to feel the, the 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 brokenness of other people expressed. You become a screen for which other people project their issues on. The reality is over the years that I have learned to care about the opinion of Jesus and the opinion of people who love him, and not to care about, about what isn't the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I'm asking you today, even as you process this personally and we as a community, I'm asking you today to look in the mirror. And I'm asking you to look deeply and 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 for a, a good honest amount of time into the mirror, look at the person in the eyes there and ask them, where is your pain? Has anybody ever paid attention to it? Is anybody listening to it? How deep is it? What how is your pain breaking your life? What is it doing to you? How is it twisting you? Have any of you all ever seen a uh, a tree grow through a fence? You know, here's the fence, here's the tree, it grows up. What happens over time? It grows through, it grows around, it, it adapts. And we do the same, and, and that makes us all the more broken and all the more, all the more crazy. If you spend your life looking at others' brokenness, and you never... Look in the mirror and, and look at your own. If you never own your pain, and even if nobody has ever given you the time, some of you have not been loved well in life. Some of you have not been nurtured. Some of you have never had anybody authentic, authentically look into your heart and share the depth of what you feel there. The lonely, the hurt, the betrayal. But there is a God. Who looks deeply and longingly not only at your heart but into your eyes and says, Come to me, and I will heal, and I will love, and I will lead. If you do nothing with your pain, if you deny you're broken, if you hide it from the world for fear of shame or embarrassment, if you decide you're not going to be authentic and vulnerable, if you decide that that you know, there really is no one inspired by God to be with you, to be empathetic, then your broken is going to win and it's just a matter of time. If I see someone walking down the train tracks, it's not a genius to figure out where they're going to go to the end of the track. And your pain is leading you somewhere. So, this reality of dealing with pain in an honest way, dealing with our brokenness and, and owning it, is, is the hallmark of authentic Christianity. And, and some of us have this idea that when we believe in Jesus, everything is perfect. That, you know, and, and really what happens is we, we've, we've developed this false religious culture of teaching people to be great pretenders. <laughs> Here's the deal you and I are going to struggle all of our life. But the deal is we can struggle successfully. Paul talked about this in Romans uh, chapter 7. And in verse 15, this is how Paul I- expressed it. I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't do. But what I hate, I do. How many of y'all can identify? How many of y'all have ever said something to a spouse, to a child, to a parent, to a coworker? And even as you're saying it, you're going, Stop! Don't, <laughs> you know? But, but you just keep going. You see, there's, there's two sides of us. There's actually really one side until you meet Jesus. And the one side is just the broken in the dark. When you meet Jesus, now you have two sides. You have the broken in the dark and, and the healed in the light. And then you choose between the two. But, but the, the gravity of, of the fall still works on your life. It is, a, it is an ever-present um, pull in, in your life. And Paul said, uh, and if I do what I don't want to do, I agree that, that this, this law is good, that there's something inside that's revealing what's wrong. And, and it's no longer I myself who do it, but sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me. Now, listen very carefully to what Paul says that is, in my sinful nature. Nothing good lives in me apart from the, the, the created work of, of Christ. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. What I, what I do is not the good I want to do. No, the evil I don't want to do. This I keep on doing. This is the Apostle Paul. And he's, 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 he's revealing the reality of, of the gravity of sin. And that even post-salvation, even in Christ, we still deal, still deal with the gravity of sin. And, and gravity is relentless. I don't care who you were, we could have taken one brick, and one brick was going to get you. In fact, we could have done no bricks, and your own arm was going to get you. You can't beat gravity on your own, you can't defy it on your own. And, and, and it's going to win, and it is, again, relentless, 24-7, every heartbeat, every breath, every decision, every, every interaction, every wounding in your life. The gravity of sin is there to, to bring broken into the front and to, to destroy life. Paul says, so I find this law at work. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making a prisoner of the law of sin within my members. What a wretched man I am. (laughs) Who will rescue me from this body of sin, of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Own your post-salvation struggle. Don't be a pretender. Don't deny you're broken. The reality is, is that what we have here among many of us is, is we, have, um, we have appearances. In psychology, they talk about a person and a persona. The person is what is real and, and who we are. The persona is what we project. It's Facebook. I saw a t-shirt not too long ago that says, I wish I had the life that it looked like I have on Facebook. And so we're so concerned about personas and appearances that, that we're, we're not, appearances don't matter. Substance matters. Reality matters. What is true? We worship the God of truth. And Jesus came full of grace and truth, not the balance, but the full expression of both. And so what is the truth in your life? Where are you broken? How is your broken damaging your, your, your parenthood? How is it making you less of a father? How is it stealing life from others? How is you living in your brokenness, keeping God from using you to be a, a blessing sent into a broken world? How is your anger? keeping you from being um, a revelation of the love of Jesus? How is your fear slamming the door uh, on, on you, being free to, to live Jesus boldly in the world, and instead you're in a prison? Today you and I have a great opportunity to decide what kind of a community we are and in, in how we respond to Pastor John, how we love Amber and, and the children. And we have a decision to make about how real we're going to be. Whether we're going to be um, the people who, who really are all about this. You know, this is my job. I get to hold the ruler. Be very careful when you pick this up. Because Jesus said, with what measure you use, it will be measured to you. And can I tell you that there's one more righteous than you? The King of kings and the Lord of lords who is the only one who holds the ruler? And i got to tell you, in my own selfishness, it doesn't mean that we don't deal with truth, but in my own selfishness, I have many flaws and, and many faults, but, but judging other people is less one of them because I am so selfish. When Jesus said whatever measure I use that he's going to use with me, oh boy, I just got real generous for you. <laughs> real generous. Now, I don't know how authentic that is, but it's like <laughs> Jesus said that, so uh, you know what, Vicky? great, awesome, you know? We all live broken by the gravity of sin or the grace of love. In Romans 3:21 and 24, Paul says, "But now a righteousness from God, not one of appearances, not one of, of us earning anything or, or being moral enough along the way, but it's apart from the law of earning it, has been made known, which the law and the prophets testify. From the beginning of the Word of God, it has been foretold that God is going to make a way for us to be real and right with Him that has nothing to do with anything but our faith. It has nothing to do with our abilities. It has nothing to do with our inherent goodness. It has all to do with the goodness of God. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference. Listen to the two categories. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. As a community of the broken, we want to be a church that, that does not um, you know, do away with truth um, and, and, and disallow what, what sin is. Sin is sin. We've got to call it by what it is. We're not going to pretend. We're not going to deny. We're not going to minimize. Uh, sin is sin. And, and the reason sin matters is because it's death. But the reason why it's important to to own the sickness is so that you can get the cure. And the cure is that we can be justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Romans 4.25 says, He was delivered over to death for our sins, was raised to life for our justifications. And you and I are are, are at the dawn of of a new time in the life of the church of Severn Run. We are going to get radical as disciples We're going to go into a broken world, and we're going to tell Jesus' story, and we're going to watch the Spirit of God work through a bunch of of imperfect people, and we're going to see hundreds of people come to know Christ. That's what's going to happen. Amen? And and for that to happen, you and I have to make a choice about what we're going to do with our broken. This is where the difference of the power of the Holy Spirit is. There's appearance, and there's reality. There's, there's persona and person. There is substance. And, and, and so what God wants from all of us is rightness, not moral um, effort, not appearance. God wants holiness inside of us. And, and holiness is the Hebrew word kadosh. It has to do with, with being, there's, there's, you know, anytime anybody tells you there's like one biblical definition for a word, they don't know the original languages very well. The truth is, there's a lot of different definitions, but the heart of what it means to be holy is set apart for God's use. And some of us here just say, Well, I can't do this and I can't do that. I'm not talented enough. Everybody wants everybody else's gifts. You know, I'm serious. And you look in the mirror and one of two broken things happen. You look in the mirror and say, You are awesome. You are amazing. So much better than those others. Or you look in the mirror and you say, You are nothing. You are a failure. You are worthless. And both of those are lies from hell because God has created you and called you and redeemed you if you have faith in Christ. Two categories of people, those who have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and those who are redeemed and being redeemed. Those who deny they're broken and will go through life and into eternity living broken forever in hell and those who experience the, the, the intervention of grace And learn to live defying gravity, never giving in to it. Leviticus 19.2 says, Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, Be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Guys, I'm telling you that part of what God wants to do is to free everyone who's in a prison here today. And to create a community where it's okay to be broken. Not where it's okay to continue to sin. We're not talking about that. Um, we're not talking about ignoring shadows and ignoring darkness. No, we bring all this dark into the light, but the purpose of the light is not a laser to destroy. It is a love to heal. And so, so I want to ask you today, what are you doing with your broken? And where is your pain leading you? Is it leading you to be isolated? Is it leading you to be angry? Do you feel unloved and unlovable? Guys, we, we all live broken. By the gravity of sin or, or by the, the grace of love. And, and, and um, I don't know if my TV is working or not. Is it, John? Signs point to no. No. <laughs> <laughs> To be broken by the gravity of sin um, means that everything good in your life is canceled and, 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 and destroyed over time. It is, like, it is like cancer working in life to end it. To be broken by the grace of love means everything bad is destroyed in your life. It means the, the love of the Father works at your life to, to tear out, rip out, expose everything dark and evil in your life so that, so that you can be free and heal and whole. And really it all comes down to, to what we're going to do with the gravity of sin. You cannot overcome it in your own strength. You cannot control it. You cannot intellectualize it. You cannot manage it. You can manage appearances for a while, but, but gravity always wins. Always. And even if you manage a whole lifetime of hiding, gravity wins at the judgment of God where all things are exposed. It is appointed unto man once to die and then to face the judgment. And there we will stand, bare before God, all exposed. And and again, if we think that we were able to carry um, and hide the illusion of our brokenness all through life, at the beginning of life, it will be exposed, and and the brokenness is never going to end. It's all about love and grace. And learning to live loved. I I tell you the truth, honestly, I went to school for a lot of years because I wanted to know what, you know, what, I wanted to know all I could learn and I didn't know much. I didn't even know the books of the Bible in high school. I didn't, you know, I didn't grow up in a church. I didn't know anything. And of all that I've learned, uh, it's kind of summed up by, by two things. On the academic side, you know, um, and I I went to the best schools I could, including Yale. I don't say that because I'm bragging uh, because I was not the brightest bulb in the box. I'm serious. But here's my takeaway from so much of the academic approach to God. You guys are just making stuff up. Seriously, you're just guessing. So you can stay in your guessing or you can get to the point. And and here's the second thing that I've learned about everything. I don't I, I care about what you know but I really don't care about all the religious knowledge you have because in the end I believe it all boils down to one thing. Will you accept that you are loved? And will you live loved? And will you take the pain of not being loved by human beings that should have loved you whether it's your parents, a sibling, a teacher, a coach? Somebody over you in the military, will, will you take the pain of not being loved on a broken planet and, and give it to the source of love? Or will all of your life you grieve the love you didn't get here and miss the love you could have had from the heart of Jesus? I think there's going to be a lot of us who know a lot of stuff and are going to stand before God and God's going to look us in the eye and say, you never believed I loved you. You never let the joy of my love invade the darkness of your life. You never let my embrace comfort your tears. You never let me put my hand on your face and let the warmth of my love be enough. You were hard. You were angry. You were addicted. You were defeated. And I gave you all the love that I had in Jesus. And what I ask you to believe um, was not in the ability to explain the Trinity or um, the the, the mysteries of, of our beginnings or origins. What I ask you to believe was that you are loved. And that my love for you is forever enough. The gravity of sin is at work in my life and your life. It was at work in Pastor John John's life. The grace of love is at work in your life and my life and Pastor John's life. And the story is not over. Your story is not finished. Some of you here who think it's too late for you, that you're too far gone, I'm just telling you we've had a rash of, of, of you know, people, you know, wanting to, to end their lives and, and just being so at the edge. Your story is not over. It all depends on what you choose. Will you live loved? And will you defy gravity? Because gravity is going to look a little different for me than it is for you. Um, it's going to come out in a little different way than it is for, for you. But you cannot beat the gravity of, of the brokenness of this world. You cannot beat it. Only Jesus can. And believing in Jesus does not mean assenting intellectually to five key doctrines Believing in Jesus does not mean filling out a card as a child or or accepting the faith of your parents. Believing in Jesus means looking at the cross and seeing love bleed and accepting that that was for me. And letting the joy of that love lift you up and defy gravity for life. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Man, I deserve it. I deserve so much condemnation. It's not about me. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. And, and here and in all the rest of Romans, we see that the key to define gravity is to live loved by the power of the Holy Spirit. Guys, I, I'm praying with all my heart that the spirit of God, that the Holy Spirit would be a bigger part of the church of Seven Run's life. And, and that the Spirit of God would, would lift us out of the gravity of our self pity and our anger and our lying, uh, the theft, the, the sexual stupidity. And, and that, that living love, we wouldn't need to turn to any God substitute, any broken idol. We, we don't have to, to, to let porn win again and again and again. We can defy gravity because we are loved. And when we feel the gravity of sin pulling us down, we receive the love of Jesus and acknowledge it and we can feel ourselves defying gravity soaring on the wings of the spirit of God. You have a power in you to beat anything. Not on your own, but but in Christ. There is no condemnation. And so Paul gives us a choice in Romans 8:5, whether or not we, we want to live in our broken or live in our religious appearances or whether or not we want to be free by the power of the Holy Spirit and to choose to defy gravity no matter how hard gravity has hit us in the head. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace and joy and truth and patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. The life controlled by the Spirit is a life of defying gravity. And every morning when you get up, gravity is going to be at work. And you've got to learn to defy it. Some of you think there's something wrong with you spiritually because you still have a post-salvation struggle. No, that's just what it means to wake each day and choose to soar your story isn't finished pastor john's story isn't finished gravity doesn't have to win love wins will you let it win in your life or will you hold on to your broken end and reject the wholeness of holiness? That's your call in life, is to be wholly satisfied, wholly loved, wholly complete in Christ. Where are you going to take your pain? Jesus is asking that you take it to Him. And if you've given up hope, if you've, if you've just said, there's no way, I'm just telling you, I don't care how far you've fallen. Grace defies gravity. Will you live loved? I'm going to call us to uh, a time of prayer and... and um, and I, I, I'm just trusting you guys. I just, I'm being really honest. I'm trusting you with how you treat Pastor John and how you treat Amber and how you treat the kids. We're not ignoring sin. Pastor John knows that you can't be on staff and, and, and drink. But if any of you all want to hurt them, you're going to have to go through me. And I don't believe you do. We're not a church of religious people. We're going to allow God to redeem this and to make us a community for broken people so that people can see the compassion of Christ in us and so that people are drawn to the purpose of their creation, which is to be loved by Father. So we're going to pray for Pastor John. We're going to pray for um, Amber. We're going to pray for the family. And, um, and I'm going to ask, that you guys can come on up, and worship team, you can come on out. But I'm also going to ask that today would be just a real shift in, in the life of the church at Severan, and that everyone here who is living in addiction, everyone here who think, can't, thinks they can't beat pornography everyone here who has just given up and just saying angry is the way i am that you would dare to believe that you can live loved and you know what it you know what love does in your life it produces joy and so for some of you today may be a big start of a journey. It's not instant. It's not easy. It's not, it's not magic wand stuff. It's, it's a daily walk. But I'm praying that, that, that a large number of, of us will choose to walk out of our broken and out of our addiction and out of our, our concern with appearances and out of our concern with, with anything but the grace and love of Jesus and we would just be authentic and transparent and show compassion, your pain in my heart. So would you stand? Would you come? Just, just come forward and pray, join us in prayer for, for Pastor John and the family and, and then be ready to be prayed for for yourself. I'm just going to ask you to to bow your heads in these moments and 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 pray. Your prayers will change reality. Your prayers are life altering. So I want you to first to to pray for for Pastor John and and for for his recovery. And then I'm going to ask you to pray for your own. Let's enter into a season of prayer. In just a moment, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. I'm going to ask that you would right now, um, you know, before we we have that time of prayer, I'm going to ask, honestly, that that this would be a time of release and confession for, for every one of us here, that we would take this as an opportunity to hear our call to wholeness and holiness, to hear our call not to give in to the gravity of sin and to live beat down and unloved. I'm going to ask you in the name of Jesus to offer up, to confess and to agree with God about the wrongness of darkness and to, to invite in His light. So I'm going to ask in these moments, if you would confess you're broken and invite in God's light and choose to believe your love. It is the hardest thing you'll ever have to believe in your life. It is more difficult than explaining the Trinity, uh, the, the, the future, the past, anything else. Will you believe that you are deeply and perfectly and and, and forever forgiven and loved and delighted in and longed for and will you live in the spirit's power, the soaring spirit's power of that joy of being so beautifully loved surrender in these moments Give your brokenness, whether it's pornography, whether it's the affair that you're imagining or the one that you're trying to start, the flirting that's going on at work now, the theft that's taking place because you think you need a little bit more, whatever your darkness is, the anger, whatever it is, would you, would you today just repent of the downward pull of gravity and let Father lift you into the arms of love? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this community and I pray that you do a powerful work throughout our, our community, that your spirit would just move from life to life and family to family and that, that family secrets would be shared and that, that Father, that, that truth would be brought into the, the dark, that light would, would invade, God, that freedom would begin to reign in ever-increasing ways through the power of your spirit in the life of, of your church. And God, I pray that people would take significant steps today to begin the journey of overcoming, of of defying gravity. And Lord, I thank you for the redemption of Jesus Christ. I thank you that no broken thing must stay broken. I thank you for John Smith. I thank you for Amber. I thank you for the children and ask in the name of Jesus that you would redeem. I lift up John and I thank you, God, that, that you love him and from eternity past have loved him and have called him. This is no surprise to you. I pray that you'd give him strength, God, to rise above this gravity, that you would give him the power to see in new uh, ways with new eyes, that he is eternally loved, that your love would matter most, and Father, that you would redeem and restore and heal and make whole in the days to come. And God, I thank you. That when we choose not to pretend, when we choose not to stay in the dark, when we choose to confess our sin and come to you, you heal and embrace and you, you lift us from the gravity of, of insanity into the joy of love. Father God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving us with such a beautiful grace we don't deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. There's some cards here and what we'd like you to do is just, just take those cards and write a note of encouragement. Uh, you can stick around do it today and drop it in the offering boxes. You can bring it back next week and, um, and in these next few moments um, we're going to, to just to praise God and to celebrate the truth of our redemption and guys, afterwards, there's going to be people down here if you would like to, to have some time in prayer About your brokenness, if you've never been, if you've never believed anybody was safe enough or trust anybody else, we will be here to pray with you and to start a new journey. If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, live Jesus, and believe big.